I'm ambitious, Alina. I'm driven. But I hope... I hope I still know the difference between right and wrong. That's good, right? That's a good <laughs> quote. That's a good quote. Welcome back to Two Mourners. One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And today we are going to go over chapters 11 through 15 of Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo. Bardugo. Um, hopefully y'all are have are, are still listening. We've been a little <laughs> bit behind um, on recording with holiday schedules and work. It's just been... A little crazy. We're doing our best. Adulting is really hard, guys. We, all we do is, is ask for grace. Yeah. Um, so grace if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the mood I'm in today. Maybe I should take a picture and post it and say... Um, yeah. I was literally just about to put a story of like, new episode is up. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to take a picture of like what we're doing. Yeah. Go um, for it. Oh, Broken G Barbecue is going to be at... Mm. I'll do that for dinner. Yeah. I'm hungry. I am too. Nathan was like, um, what should I make for dinner? And he's like, oh, wait, we're doing trivia. They had they had food last time. I was like, that works for me. Take a, take a quick snapshot. Take a saucy snap. Don't ya? Oh, with the mic. I know. We're so cool. Atmospheric. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. And we're going to say... next because i don't know what episode we're on next episode <laughs> this is going to be episode we're recording episode 19 right now episode 18 just posted i'm gonna say and we're next episode is up and we're recording the next one yeah, and i'm gonna do a story saying new app up now hashtag happy high student oh i'm doing this on the story Oh, okay. Then I'll delete my story. I'm sorry. Did you already post it? <laughs> no, you're fine. I put happy hosting. <laughs> happy hosting. <laughs> but spelled it H-O-E. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful. That's cute. Okay, your story. Great. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so, it ain't easy being breezy. Take easy, breezy, beautiful. Come Maybe. on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, so we left off chapter 10 with Alina kind of being a little bit of a brat about, um, Tamar's religion, which we did not love. Um, but chapter 11, we've jumped forward. And if we remember, they were, um, our characters are on their way to Los Alta and Mm -hmm. are kind of making a parade to show that Nikolai, the prince is, um, it's like a reunion tour. Yeah, um, like a book tour, really. Yeah, and really, look who's back, and look who I have now. Look, she's not dead. Crazy. (laughs) Um, And so, chapter 11, um, they are continuing on to Os Alta, and as they go, the crowds of pilgrims um, who are, um, I guess, synonymous with um, people who follow Mm -hmm. the sun saint. The the cult of the sun saint. Mm -hmm. Um, Saint are growing the crowds of them are growing larger um and so big that alina was forced to ride in the carriage not on horseback Mm. um and um she notes that some days mal like rode it with her but most of the time he just rode outside and she was kind of getting tired of it um and uh nikolai she's not a good road tripper no she's not um which like eh she has her reasons but also 
Nah. I love a good road trip, personally. I, me but too. But if I was being pursued by people who were relentlessly intent on worshipping me, I might have different feelings. Fair enough. We'll see. Um, and so Nikolai joined her um, as they were going into each village and heading out of each village um, to make an appearance that they were a united front. Um, he used it as a strategy. Some people were like, oh, um, like, make not to he did it to make it seem like they were together mm-hmm. um but also to show that they were a united front and while in the carriage they talked strategy and talked about everything um including the amplifiers um and uh how and the stone arch in the um storybook that Alina has and how they don't know what it is and so Nikolai's mind is always moving it's always mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do something, why something works this way. And he's also trying to figure out, um, or trying to understand Grisha's limits because everything mm-hmm. that they've been told, they can only get one amplifier, but Alina now has two, and now they're looking for this mysterious firebird that they didn't think existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so then he, um, or sorry, uh, Alina tells him that Grisha can only use what has created. So they... Um, can't create anything they draw from yeah. what is already made um, and it makes them stronger but tells Nikolai that whatever the Dark Queen is doing is costing him that it's draining him mm-hmm. and so that's something new um, and uh, he says that there Nikolai realizes that um, because of this that what the, the Dark Queen's new power is because it costs him that it gives them a little bit of time um, and that his powers have limits, and so mm-hmm. they can kind of beef up their defenses and be ready um, for yeah. a fight. It's very alchemical. Like, you can't get something without giving something. Mm-hmm. Like, creation is its own act, and for Grisha, so far, you can't create from nothing. Mm-hmm. So the Nichevoya are, like, hewing pieces of the Darkling away from him. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so... Um, Nikolai says that uh, here we go. Um, that whatever is going to happen, they'll have some warning. And um, Alina kind of asks him if the king and queen will stay at the mm-hmm. palace or if they'll go into hiding. And he tells her that the king is too sick to travel now. And um, he mm. tells her, uh, quote, your friend is stunning for a poisoner. So he knows that Jenya poisoned the king. Um, and Alina doesn't well, first she says that Jenny isn't her friend, but she also doesn't feel any guilt about what has happened to the king because she knows what he did to Jenny. Yeah, she's like, I'm mad at Jenny for lying to me, not for doing whatever she may have allegedly done to your shit-ass dad. And to be fair, Nikolai has not been home in seven years, so mm-hmm. he does not know what his dad has done to Jenny and presumably a lot of other servants. Uh, young servant women. Mm-hmm. And lightning doesn't strike once in yeah. that type of situation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he, Nikolai does note that it was smart of the Darkling to have her do that because if he had just killed him, then it would have been um, kind of anarchy. And so making it look like he was sick um, mm-hmm. uh, was a smart move. Um, and he realized, and he tells Alina that he didn't know what had happened with the Darkling until weeks after it happened because it was at sea because well, he was at sea um and he feels a lot of she can tell that he feels a lot of guilt over leaving his parents because mm-hmm. after it happened um officials in the palace demanded to see the king and queen 
well, the queen was terrified and the king was on his deathbed, basically. Yeah. And so he does feel a lot of guilt about that. Um, and he thinks that it's his fault that he left them um, vulnerable. Like exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because his brother is also kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, Vasily, his name is all you need to know. Like, it, yeah. it sounds like a weak little whiny, like, my name is Vasily. Yeah. All I care about is my horses. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and... Uh, that she asks um, about the apparat, and he tells her that the apparat escaped and no one knows where he is. Ugh. Which, icky. <laughs> so gross. He's like, such... He's, he's slimy. He is slimy. I was going to say, he's almost more of a myth than the Darkling at this point, because we know the Darkling's like inner workings to an extent because of Alina. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you can see his motivations. That he, He's not right. Mm-hmm. But like, he feels like a person. The Apparat feels like he's made of mist. Like he's just like this like slimy evil force that can yeah. get away from anything. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, this entire time, Nikolai has been very serious and you can see the his emotions on his face, which he doesn't usually... Um, let slide and Mm -hmm. Alina kind of asked him why he let Jenya go because he could have taken her prisoner or killed her when they were on the whaling ship and he he acknowledges that she was just a pawn in the Darklings game and that it wasn't totally her fault Um, and then he switches really quick Mm -hmm. um, and puts a smile on his face and makes a joke and says that she was too pretty to feed to the sharks and so that's why I wrote code switching because yeah, Nikolai is really so good at it. We were just talking about this. I was with family in the Midwest this weekend, and um, my Midwest accent came out. <laughs> and then sometimes when I'm in a certain part of Texas, my Southern accent will thing. make an appearance. Um, and it, you just kind of code switch is it, it's a defense mechanism mm-hmm. to try and um, fit in the best you can um, to not stand out. And so Nikolai does that very seamlessly. When he needs to play the prince, um, yes. the diplomat, he can. When he needs to play the sergeant in the first army, he can. Yep. Um, and very, or when, and when he needs to play um, like very tough Sturmhund, he can. And very, um, or sorry, not very often does his real personality, um, yeah. does he let it come through. He puts on a lot of masks. Mm-hmm. And you can see it a little bit. <coughs> oh, excuse me. No, Jordan, you're not excused. Shit, guess I'll go. <laughs> um. <laughs> Doing some foley art. <laughs> uh, but in a few instances when he talks to Alina, you can see him drop his guard a little bit, but it's very mm-hmm. quickly back up. That's really bad. It's very quickly back up. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, a better snap. Good yeah. clean snap. Um, yeah, her, her protagonist... <laughs> vibes make him drop his guard not that alina doesn't isn't deserving of that but this is a time where she can be a little bit like every man i meet falls in love with me but he's like not in love with her yet. no this is this is fully a political move for him right now but and she she is it, but she's like well maybe i'm in love with him mm. <laughs> her authenticity is disarming for him yeah um and so they continue on to Alina's writing in the coach and she feels restless and t- like kind of upset mm-hmm. that um, she has to stay in there, that there's nothing really to do. Um, but she knows she has to listen to Nikolai's advice. And um, as they travel, she learns more and more about strategy. Nikolai's trying to teach her about everything mm-hmm. about that life. Um, 
And uh, he also gives her advice about ruling. And so one thing um, that is interesting, he says, weakness is a guise. Uh, mm-hmm. wear it, or sorry, quote, weakness is a guise. Wear it when they need to know you're human, but never when you feel it. And so a lot of it is just about pretending to be confident um, when you're not. Never, like, don't show weakness only when mm-hmm. it's an advantage to you. Um, He's basically like, fake it till you make it. And, you know, let the people know you're human, but never actually show any real weakness. Yeah. And she is getting overwhelmed with it because it's a lot. And she asks him how she's supposed to remember. And he says, you don't really. You just do it. Um, and uh, she she tell, she kind of, um, not that it's like a low blow because it is true. She she tells him yeah. that as a prince, like he's been pre- he's been preparing for this his whole life. And he was like, I was not prepared to do this. I was prepared um Mm -hmm. i was like i was trained to be a figurehead not uh not an actual effective yeah Mm -hmm. uh and uh he tells her to calm down and she's like really um and he's like oh the easiest way he joke goes right back to joke and is like oh the easiest way to make someone mad is to tell her to calm down um and she's like just full of these conflicting emotions mm -hmm. And so, uh, on this tour, she knows that Nikolai is getting a little more, um... A little more brazen. Yes, that's the word. I was like, <laughs> I knew it started with a B. Um, so when they are in front of crowds, he'll, like, put his arm around her, he'll kiss her hand, like, just make it very clear that, like, that they are supposed to be a thing. Um, <laughs> I love this part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point when he is helping her get back into her coach... Um, he puts his arm around her waist and leans into her and whispers, quote, please don't punch me. <laughs> and then pulls her in and kisses her. And okay, don't kiss somebody without their consent. But this is hilarious. <laughs> like, this is so good. Because, of course, this crowd is like, yeah, we love it. They start chanting, son, queen, son, queen. And Mal's like, all the pain in my heart. <laughs> Don't kiss anybody without asking them first. But if you're going to do it, be legendary about it. No, don't do it at all. But this is hilarious. But (laughs) I will say if Nikolai just like pulled me into a kiss, I'd be like, okay. This is somewhat of a tangent, but it's true. And it's a point that um, they made in How I Met Your Mother is that when the feeling is mutual, Mm -hmm. things that would seem totally creepy are not creepy Mm -hmm. at all. But when it's not mutual, it's like you're a psychopath. You know what? Nikolai, fine. Matthias, great. Mal, no. Absolutely not. Zero percent. <laughs> like a great example is like, you know, when I was in college and met my husband, I, I couldn't. Like, Where is this going? I couldn't remember his name. And so I was, because we went to high school together and I, we couldn't, I couldn't remember his name. And I was a real creep. And I took, like, the seating chart from one of our classes and saw what his name was on it. So I would remember it. And years later, we were talking about it, and he did the same thing. Because <laughs> he couldn't remember my name either. That's and it's like, you know, if we weren't married, that would be really creepy. But the feeling was mutual. So it's but all relative. But don't kiss people without don't consent. Don't sexually assault someone. <laughs> I don't know how to put that more clear. Yeah. But the crowd is really happy. They're, they're eating like, it oh up. My gosh. They love it. And, like, before Alina can react, Nikolai just, like, shoves her into the carriage like i know i know 
as she looks out and she sees Mal, and Mal clearly saw them, and mm-hmm. he's he's a little grumpy about it. Um, <laughs> he really is like, all the pain in my heart. He's like, I'm just going to ride away. Um, and as soon as they, Nikolai is also in the <laughs> carriage, she kicks him, um, and he's just like, feel better. Because <laughs> she kept to the brief. She didn't punch him. She yeah. kicked him. Um, and she tells him that next time he, he, if he tries that again, that she'll cut him in half. Um, and he's like, eh, well, you know what, that might, that's probably not smart, because I am royalty, um, and that is treason. Um, <laughs> but this was a low blow, because yeah. she said, quote, you're not king yet, Savachka, which means the little puppy. Yeah, she's trying to, like, put him in his place. And he just doesn't even, like, lets it roll right off yeah. of him, but he's probably, he probably is a little hurt. Um, but he's he, never going to show that. Yeah, and he tells her, like, the crowd loved it, like, you should be happy. And she's like, I did not love it. It's like, you uh, didn't hate it, though. And she, <laughs> she doesn't deny it. She, I wrote that. I was like, she does right? not deny it. <laughs> the woman was too sun to speak. Methinks she doth protest too much. And then she goes to kick him again, and he grabs her ankle. But he grabs her bare ankle. <gasps> oh! And she... Scandalous. I know. And she blushes. So she did not hate it. Um, <laughs> the narrator. She did not, in fact, hate it. Yeah, except Alina's the narrator, so we don't get that. But no. it's very clear. She did not. She wasn't mad at it. <laughs> um, and he kind of makes a joke. It's like, promise not to kick me and I'll promise not to kick, uh, kiss you. And she's like, well, I only kicked you because you kiss, kissed me. <laughs> I'm only in because he wrote me into this. <laughs> like... And they're like, okay, fine. Like, we have a deal. And then she kicks him out. Um, and uh, then um, he's like, this is my carriage. Like, I am the prince. And she's like, yes, I'll get out. And he's like, oh, you don't want me to stay because you're worried what Mal thinks, what Mal's going to think we're, we're doing in here. And she's like, shut up. Because that's exactly but that's what exactly. I just wrote, everyone knows Mal is fragile. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Like, for two people, he mentions it later, we'll get to it, but, mm-hmm. like, for two people who are so, like, annoyingly in love with each other, they're very insecure about their yes, relationship. Yes, they're so insecure, full like, stop. I don't know. Dumbasses. Um, and he, like, <laughs> uh, Nikolai um, kind of just reiterates that it this it's an alliance, it's an act, like, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Um, and... Uh, she she doesn't really have a response. It's like, well, you didn't have to kiss me. And he's like, it. I was improvising. Like, I just I was in the moment. She's mm-hmm. like, you never improvise. Like everything is planned. And he does not um, respond to that because <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe it was calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then she she calls him creepy. Um, she says that like what he did. Or, she doesn't call him creepy. She says that what nope. he did... Yeah, she does call him creepy. She's, she pretty much... What he did. Yeah, she's like, do you even know who you are yourself? Because you put on all these acts. Like, nobody knows you. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, hurt by that. He really then, is. Um, because he, he sees this as he has to do it to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's hurt by that and shows it for half a second and then kind of switches again. Um, but he, he is honest with honest with her and says you know i i haven't been home for seven years i'm the second born i'm probably a bastard um (laughs) (laughs) just casual and she was like agog uh that he would admit that because it's been a rumor in the palace for years but no one like has actually said anything 
Um, and uh, he's like, I, I'm trying to do everything I can to get the throne to save Ratka because I think I can. Mm-hmm. And if flirting with you and making an alliance with you is the way to do it, like I'm going to do it. Um, so he's very driven. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't knock him. For he that. is a man with ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she is shocked that he mentioned being a bastard. Um, and he just keeps rolling. He's like, if you're gonna, um, you know, be in power. Mm-hmm. Fix your face. He's like, you go on too many face journeys. You yeah. need to stop. Control yourself. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, why doesn't anyone want to approach me? I have such bad RBF. <laughs> I'm like, literally don't. No. Um, it's true. It's okay. Um, and then she asked him, like, how can you joke about something like that that's really serious? And he's like, eh, you know, I've heard the rumors my entire life. It is what yeah. it is, you know? And makes a joke about inbreeding and how it's probably in his best interest if he is, <laughs> if he's if he's not if he legitimate. Is, yeah. Um, and then she asks, why is it so, like, why is being in power so important to you? And he says that he thinks he actually can fix this country, that he can save it. Um, and uh, he tells her that he's, he's always, like, fixing things that his mind kind of needs to keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the hummingbird and has all these contraptions and um inventions made he just wants to keep improving and Mm -hmm. part of that is improving Ravka um there's just something in him that can't sit still mm -hmm. and uh a lot of our friends in in the Grishaverse have ADHD (laughs) they really do they really do uh not that we are diagnosing other people we are not licensed to do that no um but they totally do yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um he tells her that after she asks if Vasily will actually give up the throne, he's like, he can be bought. He's like, if he's smart. Yeah, like any man has a price, even Mal, and his price is you. Um, and <laughs> the drama. And she's like, oh my gosh. Um, uh, and she, at, the, at that, she doesn't blush, but you can, you know, she's like, oh, well, oh, she, me. she gets a little heated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, um, uh, she says, well, maybe I will want the throne and I'll just kill you in your sleep. And he's like, great, good job. Now you're thinking like you're strategically thinking. Mm-hmm. Good job. I'm so proud There's of you. There's that killer instinct I was looking for. Great. <laughs> he's like, if you do, I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then we get a jump forward and eventually Nikolai left the carriage, um, but she had to just kind of chill there for mm-hmm. a few hours before they stopped she couldn't like roll down the window and be like Mal. <laughs> <laughs> um but as soon as she, they stopped and op- she opened the door mal was there to help her down <laughs> of course he is <laughs> he's, she's like are you angry <laughs> and he's just like yeah but not at you i hate that guy i don't want you hanging out with him and it's all then her, like, helping his bruised ego, basically. <laughs> she's, like, literally, she's literally, like, oh, like, there's nothing. It meant nothing. <laughs> like, and she tells I just him. like the wings there, babe, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Alina tells Mal, well, if it makes you feel any better, I kicked him. Like, you have nothing to worry about. Here's the thing. Like. <laughs> it's literally you she, versus she, the guy she tells you not to worry about. But, like... But he's so much better. <laughs> Nikolai is than Mel. 
Nikolai is. But if they are so, like, I just don't, I know they're teenagers, but they're both, like, it's so clear to everyone else Mm -hmm. that they are each other's kryptonite, Mm -hmm. that the only way to get the other person to do what they want is to threaten the other. And they're like, oh, I hope he's not jealous. And Mal's like, oh, I'm jealous of a prince. Um, to <laughs> I keep- hope he's not jealous. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> That's it. That's well, the relationship. No. Well, Alina's like, I hope he's not jealous. And Mal's like, I'm not jealous, but this guy's a prince and you have oh all these gosh. powers that I didn't know about and you're changing. And you're Nikolai's literally person. like, if you're gonna f- in private. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna like, beep that, but... <laughs> He really is. He's like, keep it in your pants. Nikolai's like, literally, we are in front of so many people right now. The entire the the entire country is at stake here. Mm-hmm. If y'all could like not make out for two seconds, right? It's like if you could not be like obviously in love for a road trip, that would be very cash money for me. Yeah. And um, oh my gosh, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what comes next? Oh, I know. <laughs> Golly. He's like, oh, so you're like not swooning over a prince, and she's like, oh, I'm immune to that. Um, I know what a real kiss should feel like. And he and he's like, <laughs> that makes him all rosy. He's like, oh my gosh, this is the first time he's let, been left speechless because she's always been the speechless. one catching up to him. Um, and I'm over here like. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming, crying, and throwing up, but not for a good reason. No. Um, and then, anyway, we jump forward. Um, <laughs> the day before they're going to enter Os Alta, they're in, like, a little suburb. <laughs> Basically. Um, and they're staying at um, the house of a minor nobleman. Um, mm-hmm. That And Alina notes that the area reminded her of Karamzin. Um, like, the, the town and how, like, the orphanage that she and Mal grew up in were run mm-hmm. by um was run by the Duke um and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> of Ulta, the mm-hmm. um and they're staying with uh, a minor nobleman um and she's Alina is taken to a bedroom upstairs and her new kefta is there and it's blue with gold which really pretty it is and it's like what she asked for too mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then a servant is sent up to do Alina's hair, and she's thinking of Jenya, but she doesn't want to think of Jenya, because it makes her sad, which is fair. Um, and, uh, she knows that the city that they're in has been swept, there's a lot of refugees there, because, um, mm-hmm. the refugees, most of them, a lot of them pilgrims as well, following the sunset, are not being let into Osalta. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the gates are closed. Um, and so at dinner... Um, Alina and uh, Nikolai are there, and Tamar, Tully, and Mal are patrolling outside. Because oh. Mal didn't want to go to dinner with them. <laughs> with that man. <laughs> I'm really interested to see how they're going to do it. I um, know. <laughs> I will be very interested, because show Mal is like a, a different person. I know. Um, we're so close to season 10. I know. We're so close. Um, and uh, so they ate and talked, and it was a fancy dinner. And Nikolai is trying to, you know, put his best face forward. And he's like, like, you, you have to do better than this, Alina. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we are the guests of honor. Put on a smile. Like, mm-hmm. have some diplomacy. Yes. Have some manners. Have some tact. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not going to go to a dinner with fancy people and be like, hmm. Right? <laughs> Where's my boyfriend? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Shut the hell up and put on a smile. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Shut the hell up, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like that Dr. Phil yeah. audio. <laughs> Honestly, What's though. the other Dr. Phil audio? It's like, you're stupid, you're, you're ugly, give me five dollars. Yes. <laughs> yes, this is like, you're stupid, you're ugly, I hate you, give me a hundred dollars. I say that a lot. Um, and so, um, after dinner, they're taken into, like, the fancy parlor, because it's like a mansion, and um, the Count and Countess sing for them, mm. which, like, it's very... Um, representative of like Victorian times. If you've watched like the Gilded Age, they'll have people over for tea, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, let me just play the piano for you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have people over to my house. That's what I do every time you come yeah, over. Every time. I'm like, Jordan, well, let, little, me, let me just serenade. Let me just perform for you. <laughs> I'm like, good, because if you didn't, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping our friendship intact. <laughs> is the fact that Sing me a song, you're the piano man. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, um, anyway, Alina, after a while, is like, oh, my head hurts. I must go upstairs. Um, I'm, having, I'm fainting. And Nikolai's like, literally, are you kidding? Like, all mm-hmm. you have to do is stay here for like another 30 minutes. I have to do this. Can't you just mm-hmm. do this too? She's like, I've already been the dancing bear today. Like, I've mm-hmm. done my part. And he's like, you're really gonna... He's he's disappointed because... Yeah. He's trying so hard to do this, to save Ravka, mm-hmm. to make a good impression. And she's just like, eh. Yeah. Um, and so um, she goes and finds Mal in the garden because he was guarding um, not gardening, guarding them in, and he just happens to be in the garden. I'm out in the garden. <laughs> and, um, she's like, oh, you should have joined us at dinner. Like, I invited you. And he tells her that she looked miserable, so he's probably better off out here. And if Mal get, doesn't notice shit, Oretsev realized she looked miserable, <laughs> so did everybody else. Yeah. Mal like, doesn't pe- <laughs> like, people aren't gonna line up to help you find the Firebird if you look like a miserable bitch 24-7. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is why I'm not royalty. No. <laughs> um, and, uh, he tells her that she looks beautiful and she's like, oh, using my powers helps. And he's like, oh, well, you looked pretty when you had the Perem or not Perem, Jerda, <laughs> that Perem, not Perem. When she had we the just Jerda. get like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> That's Alina on Perem. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, you looked beautiful when you were working in the fields and had, Jerda, and it's like she felt like shit. Beautiful when you were like anorexic and sad and sleep deprived. Red flag. Ugh. Um, and uh, then she's like, "Oh, I got something for you," and she gives him a little black pouch that came in the box with her kefta, mm-hmm. and um, she's like, "Guess what it is?" And they play like a stupid little game. <laughs> <laughs> stupid little game. Tell me it's not dumb. Like, I can't tell you it's not dumb because it is. Uh, like, oh, Jordan, what's in my hand? I don't know. <laughs> well, t- say what he says. I can't remember what he says. What is he, in, let me flip to that page here. 199. You said 199? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jordan, what's in my hand? Something. My fist is closed. What is in my hand? He says, obviously, it's a sweater. Oh, no. It's a pony. Oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Like, that's so dumb. They're so annoying. Um, 
<laughs> we do actually like this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's just compared to Kaz Brecker. Kaz Brecker would not put up with this shit. Kaz Brecker is going to say some stuff in the next book that we read that is going to bring me to my knees. <laughs> I was going to... Read that as you will. <laughs> Emotionally, question mark? Maybe. I was going to say something else. <laughs> just find out. Once we get done with Siege and Storm. <coughs> um, but these little fools are like, <laughs> They are teenagers. We need to, like... Kaz is also a teenager. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so she gives him um, a pin emblazoned with her sun symbol because she wants him to be the captain of her guard. Which he had, like, an issue with before. And now he's like, what an honor. I would love that. Where's my hat and the cape you promised me? And she's like, oh, okay. Um, I'll make it up to you. And they like do a little flirty flirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kiss. And it's unlike any kiss she's ever had before. And it's full of passion and love. And blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm really alone. Um. <laughs> See, I was about to sound really jaded. We're on two opposite ends of the spectrum here. Because... <laughs> No, no, because I'm like, it was like a kiss I've never had before. Lips are lips. <laughs> they're just horny. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I've had incredible kisses before, frequently, in fact. But they're just, they're just teenagers. Uh-huh. They're young, dumb, and full of fun. <laughs> um, and uh, as they are getting into it, um, I don't know how else to work. So they're playing tonsil hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they suddenly remember that they're in a time of crisis and, and civil war almost. And there are more important things than tasting the back of each other's throats. <laughs> because what's this? Someone was caught. outside of the grounds and who is it but Fedyer? no wait jordan you skipped the whole page that's fine so tamar <laughs> runs up and is like there's people at the gate tamar runs up and is like gross <laughs> she's like get over yourselves there's people at the gate we gotta go and she alina is like okay well i guess i'll go too and they're like maybe not and she's like no literally just let me go alina's like wiping the back of her like her mouth with the back of her hand um and at the gates it's Fedyer. we remember Fedyer. we like Fedyer. we like Fedyer. Um, and people, like, the people at the gate are Tolia and Nikolai, and there's, like, First Army people, mm-hmm. and there's Gre- there's a smattering of Grisha on the other side of the gate. But not Second Army Grisha like Fedyer. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's just kind of, like, the pistol's drawn, like, ready to shoot mm-hmm. who's who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alina's like, oh, I know him. And Nikolai's... <laughs> she's like, Freddy! <laughs> and Nikolai's like, Who? Um, and she's like, can, or Nikolai asks her if he can be trusted, and she's like, well, I don't know, because, like, he's a corporal key, but, like, he wasn't, like, one of the Darkling's favorites, so, like, IDK. Mm-hmm. She's like, I went to school with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so then she asks to talk to him, um, and, uh, well, she and Nikolai have a little bit of, like, a back and forth, like, mm-hmm. do we trust these people? Could they be with the Darkling? I don't know. And then she, um, asked to speak to Fedyer and only Fedyer, mm-hmm. um, and everyone else can camp outside. Um, <laughs> and, 
Nikolai asks her if she's sure, like, they mm-hmm. could still be working for the Darkling. She's like, well, what options do we have? Like, there's no Grecian the second army. Mm-hmm. I need to start building my army, so we need to start somewhere. This is as good as a place as any. And he's like, okay. And so she's unsure of what to do or who to trust, um, but she is making a little bit, she's making some strides in, in her leadership. Yep. Um, and that is the end of chapter 11. So on to chapter 12. Yeah. And so she and Alina and Fedir talked um, for quite a while, and they were never left alone. Uh, Mal, Tolia, and Tamar were always kind of switching who was mm-hmm. um, there with them, watching just in case. Um, <laughs> and we learned that uh, Fedir was um, by the southern border, and when they heard about um, what happened in Novokrabirsk and the fold expanding, um, uh Soldiers of the king pulled all the Grisha, like, woke them up, um, and, uh, started doing, like, trials, but fake trials, kind of like Fierden trials for Grisha, um, and they were all found guilty, and Fadir led, led an escape, and he tells Alina, like, we could have killed them, but we, we ran instead, mm-hmm. and so we learned that, that at some of the other outposts that, um, that is not what happened, that the mm-hmm. Grisha, when the, um, like, the first army and the king's army, or the first army and the king's soldiers um, woke up the Grisha and started doing the same thing. Um, the Grisha killed them, which mm-hmm. it, that in that point, like it sucks, but it's self defense. Yeah, it put them in a really bad spot. Mm-hmm. So the group that Fedir was with did what they could. Mm-hmm. And then um, Fedir tells her that like she should expect more Grisha. That more when people more and more people learn about when more Grisha learn that she is alive and is going to you know, going to Osalta, that more of them will find her. Um, and then she, Alina is like, well, maybe they are just going to go to the Darkling. And he, he tells her, well, they might go to him because he offers safety. He's He offers consistency, and that's not something that they've ever had, mm-hmm. with the exception of when they were at the Little Palace. Um, which, that's a bummer. I mean, yeah. Uh, cow a bummer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so they are, she just kind of tells them, like, get ready to go to Osalta. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what we're going to expect, but, you know, whatever. And then he calls her Moi Sovereigni. Sovereigni? I think it's Sovereigni, like my sovereign. Moi Sovereigni. Yeah. Um, and she, like, shudders a little bit, because um, that's what they mm-hmm. call the Darkling. Um, well, she's the boss. But then she's like, oh, um, Fadir, before you leave, um... Maybe just like freshen up a bit. You look you look mm-hmm. dusty. Um, Your hair is a mess. Yeah. And Fedir's like done. He's like okay, and she which that wasn't necessary. No, but I see where she's coming. Like she's trying to to heed Nikolai's lessons. Yeah. You know. I guess. Sorry, diet coke break. Um, and <laughs> it's important. Never apologize for that. <laughs> I'll do it again. There you go. So good. Um, like good anyway. ASMR. <laughs> that one's for free. Um, and uh, so the next day, they're getting ready to go to Osalta. Alina puts on her kefta. Um, and uh, she, or Mal, Tolia, and Tamar all have the, mm-hmm. the, the pin. pin for her personal guard on them. Um, and they are ready to go, but they are not dressed in like fancy clothes. Um, cause she wants to eliminate that, 
classist barrier yeah. that she has seen going through the different ranks of First Army, Second Army, things like that. Um, and she knows that Nikolai wasn't super happy about it, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta live with that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so you don't always get what you want. Yeah. And um, so she knows that she and her guards are all riding horses. They're not in the carriage, and they're all on white, fancy horses. Mm-hmm. And um, Nikolai is, of course, dressed and decked out in his mm-hmm. military garb um, and is on a nice, nice little gray horse. And um, she's like, oh, you're being super subtle. He's like, well, um, understatement, being understated is overrated. So more is more. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's all about the flash. Yeah. And um, then we learn that uh, typically in the summer, the royal family would go to their lake house, as in like a lake palace. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of everything, they have hunkered down at the, at the palace. Um it's not the big palace. The little Mm-mm. palace is the Grisha. It gets, mm-hmm. It's just called the palace. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But um, that's where they're going. And so as they um, arrive to Osalta, um, she, see, Alina knows that there's hundreds of soldiers of the first army just, like, waiting mm-hmm. for them. And uh, then a guy comes out of the crowd and is coming towards them. And Nikolai's just like... <sighs> that's my older brother I gotta deal with this shit already like mm-hmm. uh, and so they go down and meet the men um and Vasily there and um Alina notes that Vasily is like he's handsome enough he's literally quote handsome enough <laughs> but not as handsome as Nikolai no he has a he's got a not a great chin and he kind of looks like kind of dopey like yeah. sleepy um, and so, uh, he comes down and greets them, and they give each other a hug, and then, um, Vasily's like, oh, this is the girl you claim is the sun summoner? For real? Like... And Nikolai's like a shark that smells blood. He's like, ha, 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 He's like, ah, claim. And Alina's like, ah, well, he wants me to glitter, so puts on, like, a huge light show. A show. <laughs> it's like bent. <laughs> Um, what's the Disney one? Fantasia? Fantasia? Yeah. It's like Fantasia. It is. Um, and then Vasily's like, oh, well, uh-huh. hmm. you've been busy. And he's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. I have been <laughs> so busy. I'm shocked that you're here because I really thought that you would be out gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, I was, but you know, I heard that you were coming home. So like, obviously I had to agree. There's some tension. They're pl- I was just going to say, they are playing um, dialogue tennis here. Yeah. But what they're saying on the surface is very, like, calm and easy. But underneath, like, the undertone is, I see what you're doing, and I'm here to stop you. And I know I was hoping you'd do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, then um, Vasily is like, oh, I knew you were coming back. Like, the return of a royal prince is is huge, even if it's the younger prince, like, the second born. Mm-hmm. And um, Nikolai just kind of laughs it off, and um, then um, he's like, "Oh, you know, like we're we just we have to be happy with what we can get as the second borns. Like it is what it is." And then he switches gears from talking to Vasily to talking to a sergeant behind him, and immediately is like, "Oh my gosh! Like I remember you from mm-hmm. this specific battle." He's like, "How's your leg? It must be good if you're able to stand there." And he's like, "Oh, like it it just hurts when it rains." Um, I, uh, or no, he, what does he say? Yeah. Um, he's like, oh yeah, it, it is. But he calls him, um, my sar, basically yeah, my king. And he's mm-hmm. like, 
Nikolai's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm in military <laughs> uniform right now. Sir is good. Like, I'm, I'm, I rank above you. Like, I'm an officer in the military. Like, just refer to me as that. I'm mm-hmm. not a prince right now. And Vasily's like, son like, of a bitch. Because <laughs> Vasily took an honorary commission, whereas Nikolai chose to, like, actually start in the infantry and fight his way up. And not only does Nikolai, he doesn't stop there. He continues. He's like, oh my gosh, um... Or the, the sergeant tells yeah. him, like, oh, it only hurts when it rains. And then Nikolai continues and is like, well, then the Fjordans must pray for rain every day because you took out so many of them. And mm-hmm. the sergeant's like, oh, well, you did too. Like, you're nothing to laugh at. And Vasily is just over here like, oh, I stayed in the officer's tent. Um, and then, um, like, with that exchange, Nikolai yeah. what has won over the army. Everybody easily, mm-hmm. and then Nikolai tells Vasily, like, "Oh, let's let's go see our parents." Like, yeah, let's I, just get this over with. He's like, "I got some whiskey that needs to be drink that needs to be drunk, drunk that needs to be drank." We need to drink some whiskey. There you go. <laughs> um, and is like, "Oh, also in Ketterdam, there is a horse that I want to get your opinion on because Vasily is all about the all about the horses. Yeah, um, indulgences, I would say." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Vasily kind of eats it up. <laughs> um, like, kind of despite himself. Yeah. And uh, Mal even notes, like, oh, he did good. Like, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. Um, and uh, um, as they go get closer to the city, Alina notes that there's a lot of tents around the walls of the city of more of the Sun Saint followers, the pilgrims, who are not being let into the city. They're trying to get there, um, but as they're coming up, the gates open for them, and uh, the town um, is is bustling with people who mm-hmm. are wanting to see the prince, who are wanting to see the sun summoner. Mm-hmm. And Alina describes that in the in the actual city, there are no pilgrims; that it's really crowded, um, but that people in like the richer part are just like playing in the park, going for a carriage ride. It's, like, normal. Yeah, and so you just, like, really see this wealth disparity um, and how big of a difference it makes that the people who have money just feel secure and the people who don't are desperate to get to Alina to try and feel some sense of safety. Yeah. Um, So I always thought that... I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Um, And then Alina is thinking, oh, my gosh, what if it's a trap? What if the Darkling's here? She starts to panic a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, and they get to, oh, the Grand Palace is what That's it's called. That's right. Um, and, Which uh, is uglier than the Little Palace. Yeah. All right, guys, so we are back. Um, <laughs> so we left off um, a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might be able to tell we we're a little hangry. We're in a little bit of a mood. And so it's we been went, a long week. It's been a very long week. Um, and so we went to trivia and had some barbecue and had some beer. And we're feeling much better. We're feeling real <laughs> good right now, y'all. It's almost like a drunken disorderly debrief. It'll just be a matter if I can read my notes. I believe in you. Girl, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's been a so, long time. So when we left off, Nikolai had just handily dispatched verbally his brother and like, gotten the whole army on his side and now they're continuing forward into Osalta. And so once they are at the Grand Palace, Vasily, um, the spoiled little brat. But he's he well, the spoiled older brat. Yeah. 
<laughs> he is the older brother. The spoiled older brat that he is just hands the reins of his horse to a servant and gets <sighs> off. Nikolai kind of does the same, follows his lead. And so Alina mm-hmm. and Mal are like, okay, I guess so. Um, and so they go into the, they they follow Vasily and Nikolai into the Grand Palace. And then Nikolai and Vasily are introduced to the court and the king and queen are there, and there's a really long blue carpet. They mm-hmm. walk down, and Mal and Alina were told to follow them, um, not given any other direction, because why would they Because why, yeah. Um, and so Alina notes that the queen without Jenya looks a lot older, because Jenya had tailored her. Um, and so she looks old. It looks mm-hmm. like she's aged 20 years in just a matter of a few months. And the king looks like he's going to die. Good. Because we said... <laughs> I wrote karma. Honestly. Because yeah. we said, I think we said in Shadow and Bone that the queen is like the real housewife of Ravka. Yeah. And Jinya was like her plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so Jinya hasn't been around. And so she's starting to actually show her age. And then mysteriously, the king is super frail. Karma's mm. a bitch, huh? When you sexually assault a teenager. Okay. This is a really hard quote. And I mean hard as in, like, it goes so hard. <laughs> From a pro wrestler, he said, I can't remember who it was, he said, Karma's not a bitch, she's a mirror. Ooh. And that's super what's going on with the king that's right now. Good. It's like, this is nothing but the consequences of your own actions. If it isn't the consequences of my own <laughs> well, actions. Well, well, well. <laughs> um, and then Nikolai goes to the, gets to the top, to the front of the... Gonna see my mom and daddy. And he's like, Moisar, Moisaritsa. Um, I'm. Yeah. That sounds right. Saritza. Exactly. Yeah, Moisar, Moisaritsa. And he, um, his mom is like, Oh my gosh, my baby boy. Mon baby. <laughs> my baby boy. He's back. And he calls Aww. her Madraya. That's sweet. And it's like, on. And he sweet. hugs her back. And you wonder, like, if it's actual love or if he's, like, playing a part a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, he's. He's smarter than he lets on. So, like, yeah. does he know? He's sly. Um, but, like, in a positive context. Yeah, like a fox. Yes. Um, and so uh, the king, his mom, like, runs to him and is like, oh, my baby. And then <laughs> the king, frail as he is because he's been poisoned, um, slowly makes his way to him. Mm-hmm. And then the royal family goes into, like, this other room. And Mal and Alina and the rest of the court are just left they left? There. For, like, an hour. I'd be pissed. I would. And even Alina's like, I'm kind of hungry. My feet hurt. Here's the I'm thing. I'm tired. If I, like, was meeting someone on a date. Yeah. And they stood me up. Yes. Okay, 10 minutes, fine. 15 minutes? Okay. 15 minutes, you're on thin ice. I need a message. Yeah. 20 minutes? 15 minutes. We're done. Okay, I'm getting ready to go. 30 minutes, I walked out the door already. An mm-hmm. hour? An hour, I We're will done. ruin your life. Yeah. An hour, I'm calling your mom and saying, do you know that your son does this? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that is interesting to note is that when um, the queen, like, hugs Nikolai, Alina notes, like, oh, this is what a mother's love looks like. Like, this is what a mom <laughs> looks like with her child. And then she thinks, oh, I'm too old to be thinking this. Girl, you're a teenager. You are an orphan. Let's, gonna, let's jot this down right now. You are never too old. From mother's love. We call our moms every day. We do. Jordan, in fact, has a podcast with her mom called Call, called your, call mom. your Mom. So where I call my mom when we talk. Yeah. So you know, we're, too old. we're we're everybody needs their mama. 
Yes. Everybody. So unless your mama sucks, then my mama can be your mama. My mom would also. Or Emma's mama. Emma's mama's a good mama, too. Yeah. We have good mamas, and they'd be happy to be your mamas. Everybody needs a mama figure. I'll say yeah. that. You're never too old to, to need a mama in mm-hmm. your life. Um, and so they were, like, waiting for, like, an hour. I'd be pissed. I'd be so hell. mad. But standing? No, thank you. I can't, I can't even stand on my own two feet, even with no shoes on. No. no. Absolutely not. We were not, not only no, meant for but that. Hell no. Um, And so they come back out, and the king, they sit down, and blah, blah, blah. And the king tells Lena, well, you're very young to lead the second army. You're very old to be, I won't finish that sentence. And she's like, oh, yes. And, like, Nikolai had told her to be patient, Mm because he's a king, and he has to show his power, and he's macho, whatever. Whatever. Kiss my ass. Um, (laughs) And, um... The king tells her, oh, well, I should put you to death immediately because um, of, like, what you've done, but that'll only make you a martyr. Because the king um, is very much against the apparat because the apparat Mm -hmm. left after the whole Darkling thing. And he thinks that um, people who follow Alina are fanatics and following the apparat, Mm -hmm. not the sovereignty. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, which is fair, but also, like, mm. Yeah. Um, and so, um, he kind of, like, gives Alina a hard time, and she just agrees with him, and he's like, you can lead the second army, that's fine. And then he switches to Mal, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, he's, like, mm-hmm. ready to move on, and then Nikolai's like, hey, dad, like, um, <clears throat> there's this guy. Remember that other thing? Um, and, uh, the king is like, well, you did desert your post, I could hang you right now. And Mal's like, well. And I was I'm, like, please don't. <laughs> and Nikolai is like, well, um, so uh, without him, you know, it would have been a lot worse, mm-hmm. you know. Which Nikolai could have gotten rid of Mal right there. Yeah, that honestly would have made Nikolai's life a lot easier if but, he had gotten rid of Mal. But if he had gotten rid of Mal right there, Alina would He not lost control of Alina. Yeah. Yep. Um, which he's not trying to control Alina, but that's yeah. that's the, the bare bones of it. Again, I said it before, if Nikolai was like, hey... Here's Marry Me. Yes. Today and every day. Done. Now there's a good Bruno Mars song to dedicate to your wife. Not like Not uh, like that other I song. Can buy myself flowers. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to that one nonstop. I'm actually it's gonna all, show you a TikTok. It's honestly it's not so funny. Not bad. I'm gonna show you this. I don't TikTok. even like Miley Cyrus and I like that song. It's a really good song. I like I don't uh, think Marry Me is by Bruno Mars now that I'm thinking about it. It's not. It's not. I think it's by um, a thousand, like five hundred ways to say goodbye. That guy. We got him. We got him. We got a nacho libre. Message on oh, my mom just texted me and said, Y'all are cracking me up. She sent another voice message. Oh, what'd she say? One more thing, you guys. I want some corn nuggets. <laughs> sounds delicious. I'm always looking for a good, nutritious lunch food. I would like to try some corn nuggets. The next time you go to Iowa, could you please come back with some for me? I'll pay you. <laughs> I brought two bags. You brought you two bags. Beans or something. I don't know. She said she'll pay you with beans. What? How you. How you gonna pay her with beans? Christy, I brought back two bags so two, you can have one. Two whole bags. 
it was so cold that I didn't need to freeze them because it was, <laughs> it was 12 degrees. Wait, I'm thinking of like a Bucky's corn nugget. This is not the same, No, is it, it is Iowa sweet corn. Okay. Dipped in batter and fried. Ooh, okay. It is, that bro, sounds it delightful. is good. It is I feel like delicious. I had like a bootleg corn nugget. At like a barbecue <laughs> at place? At like Golden yeah. Chick or something. When I was in Midland one no, time. No, the Iowa corn, Iowa sweet corn, it just hits different, man. It hits different? It's so good. Christy, come to Waco and I'll make you oh, some... Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. Okay, here. <laughs> Christy, come to Waco and I'll make you some corn nuggets in my air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. Back, to, anyway. back on topic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I probably won't cut most of this. We'll see. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <clears throat> the dark clean, or sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how pervasive Ben Barnes is in our consciousness. He hasn't He's been mentioned really- in probably 30 or 40 pages. And we're like, but the dark clean. <laughs> Look, he's really hot. <laughs> We talked about this at dinner, or at the at trivia. At trivia. We were like, oh man, like age gap. Oh, that's so weird. But if Ben Barnes. I plead the fifth. I'd say yes. I'm not even going to plead the fifth. <laughs> I'd be like, yes. Yes. Um, immediately, yes. 100%. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, Nikolai is trying to plead Mal's case to the, uh, mm-hmm. to the king, and he's like, oh, you have to spite the Darkly, and oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and, um, Mal is like, well, I did desert my, Mal's being, my groove. He's like, almost acting like he wants punishment. A baby back bitch. He is being a baby back bitch, which I have to give credit to my sister for being the first person I heard that phrase mm-hmm. from, and then I appropriated it. It's great. But, um, thanks, Harp. But and so he, Mal is like, well, I did deserve I am a deserter. And Nikolai is like, shut the hell up. I'm trying to save your You're ass. ugly. You're stupid. I hate you. You owe me a hundred dollars. Literally. Honestly, though. And then the king is like, well, you'll be dishonorably discharged, but like, go ahead. He's and almost like lazy it about it. Like, yeah. whatever. Just be dishonorably discharged. And Alina is like, dishonorably. And he's like, Alina, shut up. And Nikolai yeah. like, Alina, shut up. And deep down, well, it's a little bit later, but mm-hmm. Mal took pride in his army, in his position in the military, mm-hmm. and so it did really hurt him, but he just, like, doesn't really, um, he just keeps going. Yeah. Um, and so they go back to, um, in, like, the main area of the Grand mm-hmm. Palace, and Fedir and the other Grisha are waiting there. Um, and so are Tamar and Tolia. Um, and then Alina kind of, like, realizes, okay, like, Nikolai did his part. Now mm-hmm. I gotta lead the second army. I don't know how the hell I'm gonna do that. But, but I gotta do it. But I gotta do it, because I said mm-hmm. I wanted to, so. Well, and it comes down to, I want the Firebird. Yeah. So this is how I'm gonna get it. Yep. That is the end of chapter 12, and this is the beginning of chapter 13. And so they go over to the little palace, and um, a good chunk of this, the first part of this is, like, mm-hmm. describing how they get there. Yeah. I was a little confused, and I think they did a really good job in the show of showing of the showing, difference yeah. between the, big, the Grand Palace and the Little Palace. The only thing I have to add for, like, the descriptions is that Tolia and Tamar are, like, these vibes, rancid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both, like, it smells, it feels like... Like, it's wrong. Yeah, the, there's off. weakness in the air. Like, something is not correct. Okay, this is a children's show. 
but you should watch it. It's really good. It's called Gravity Falls. And there's a minotaur called Pituitar, like the pituitary gland. And, like, he's in there for one episode, but he comes in and he goes, I smell emotional issues. Basically, what is <laughs> And happening. it's so good. That's literally what Talia and just did. You should watch it. It's really funny. And so, um, at this point... But every, it's something's wrong. Yeah, everyone is anxious about what's happening. Like, they, it just doesn't feel correct. Because this is, like, the last place the Darkling was. It was and it was, like, his place. Yeah. He built it, literally, yeah. from the ground no, up. No, truly. It was understood the Grand Palace is for the King and the Little Palace is for the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as they um, get clo- as they approach and get closer to the little palace, Alina realizes that she missed it. That it's the closest mm. thing she has ever felt to home. That's so sad. Which is really sad because she was just being manipulated there. What do you? Think? It's a little latte. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is it like brown? Is it yeah. a brown pen? Yeah, it's not it's a brown so pen. It's just it's a black pen. This says stay caffeinated. Always, man. It has a little latte on it. That's Sorry. So My pen has a little tiny latte, and I took a little fake sip from it. That's so fun. We're still <laughs> a little tipsy. I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> um, and so oh, uh, Alina's like, she almost feels guilt that she mm-hmm. calls it, it's, that it, it feels yes. like home. She has so many conflicting emotions mm-hmm. about this place. Um, but she also notes that it's a little bit different because there are first army soldiers that are around um and it just it it also feels different to her mm-hmm. and so mal helps her dismount because she can't get off her own freaking horse herself look i'm sorry it's not that hard to get off so, a horse. so our trivia mates who have also read this book put it really well alina especially in the first two books is a pick me girl by design the narrative yeah. necessitates her being a pick me girl but she is like but like not like not horribly. No. Not any more so, or I would say less so than other YA protagonists. I wouldn't call her a pick But I would a little bit. Just a little bit. She's, because every pick-me in YA literature is doesn't think they're a pick-me. That's fair. They I also think start. if it was in someone else's perspective, she wouldn't See, be a pick-me. And that's why I really love that after Ruin and Rising, every other book in the Grishaverse is third-person limited. Like it makes a difference. It does. Because we get Kaz. Mm. Freaking love Kaz. Inej, love mm. Inej. Nina, Matthias, mm. love mm. them. Kaz, Jesper. Or, sorry, Wylan, Jesper, love them. It's the Gordon Ramsay. Uh, finally, some good <laughs> food. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're all good. Some I know. I like and, more than and others. And truly, Siege but... and Storm, we're complaining a lot. We finished this book. I read Siege and Storm in like two days. It's It's a book. good book. But after reading Six of Crows, it's just different. It's hard to compare. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Mal helps her off her horse because she can't get off her horse by herself. <laughs> um, and she, like, takes time to smooth her character. She's trying to, Alina's trying to stall because she knows what she has to do. Mm-hmm. And she walks up to, up the stairs, up to the, the little palace. Mm-hmm. And there's a giant hexagon room. And at one point, I was like, a lot of these rooms are described as hexagonal. Like hexagonal. Uh-huh. Hexagonal. 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 I don't know. I said tinnitus tonight and was viciously mocked. So I don't. Lee Bardugo, <laughs> do you have like a thing for hexagons? It's bees. But they're not bees. No, but bees are organized around one figure. Yeah, but every time she describes a room in the little palace, it's like, oh, it's a hexagon. Did the Darkling have a thing for hexagons? Yeah, because bees are always beholden to one ruler bee. 
Yeah, but that's usually a queen bee. Exactly. That's why he twists it on his head, and it's only right when it's Alina. I'm too drunk for this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like hexagons, too. I think they're neat. Maybe Lee Bardugo just thinks hexagons are neat. I draw hexagons when I'm bored sometimes. But I'm also mentally ill. (laughs) 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 So who knows? And I never draw three hexagons, because that's 666, and that's the devil. So... Like I said, it's mental illness, isn't it? <laughs> I think anyway, hexagons are neat, though. Um, so um. they're in this room, and um, in this room, it's where they, where mm. all the Grisha used to eat. Um, and they are still, the Grisha who are there are still keeping to their order. So the cor- corporal key with the corporal key, ethereal key with the ethereal key, and mm-hmm. the material key with the eth- material key. Like with like. Yes. Um, we all eat in a hexagonal room. No, <laughs> I saw you laughing to yourself. Yes, that's why. Um, and you so, got it in one. And so uh, Tolia makes a joke about their colors and how they're all like standing next to mm-hmm. each other. And Alina's like, well, I thought my guard should have yellow. And he looks agog. Um, Aghast, even. Petrified. Um, and so they walk forward and... Um, Alina notes that she had anticipated that not a lot of the corporal key would stay because mm-hmm. they were the Darkling's favorite, yeah. um, and so they would follow him. And so there are a few corporal key, but not a ton. Um, and so they had been, like, the highest-ranking Grisha. Yep. Um, and I love that they didn't include this in the show, like, the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that, too. That made it feel a little bit more equitable. Mm-hmm. And so she does see some of her... Like, the friends-ish that she had um, in this space. Yeah, like the sycophants and friends of necessity. Yeah. And Sergei comes up to Alina and is like, oh, Alina Starkov, I'm so glad you're back. But he's, like, not really. No, he's Um, saying it, like, kind of sarcastically. Like, he's not giving her... Like, Fedor immediately was like... Alina! Like, my general, basically. And Sergei's like... Like, okay. Hey, girly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, and you, she can tell that, like, oh, there's a lot of tension in this room. But she thinks back to the advice that Nikolai gave her about being weak. And so she just says, mm-hmm. oh, like, thanks, Sergey. I'm so glad to be back. And he's like, oh, like, there's been rumors of you coming back. But there's also been rumors of your death. She's like, well, I'm here. This is like a twist on the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated or whatever that famous quote yeah. is. It's funny. I can't uh, remember it right now. And... Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, you came with, like, the prince um, insinuating a little something-something. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he helped me when I escaped. He helped me kick from the, the darkling's ass. Yeah. And Sergei's like, oh, like, on the phone? And she's like, no, on the street. Like, do you know nothing? Exactly. Like, you're an idiot. He's weaponizing his own ignorance yeah. right now. Pendejo. Um, <laughs> Chukinana. And, um. Chukinana. <laughs> Pinche madre la verga. There you go. Um, and uh, we are both halfsies, as we've mentioned yes, before. That times. We can say that because we are halfsies, but yeah. other people cannot. Um, <laughs> but we know a little bit in our in our Just, culture. I truly only know swear words in Tagalog and Ilocano. That's all you need to know. Huh. Um, and, well, and I know uh, how to say "wait for me" and hold that open. Huh? That's smart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. And, uh, so Alina's like, oh, you know what? Like, let's 
not we don't have time to tell yeah. stories she's like you want to throw down that can wait mm-hmm. um like we have stuff to get to and so he's like well i hear there's gonna be a wedding i hear that there's gonna be this and alina's like shut the hell up i came back to be the leader of the second army did you watch rudolph the red-nosed reindeer over the holidays obviously i did say herbie doesn't like making toys yeah that's sergey right now yeah she's like i didn't come here to make toys I came like, here to drink cat. <laughs> I was gonna say drink milk and kick ass, but I almost said drink ass. <laughs> I'm here to, to drink milk and kick ass, and I'm all out of milk. Oh well. That's from Community, basically. I think. Oh, it's such a funny show. I love it when he's like, "It's in your heart. That's racist. Your soul. That's racist. Your eyes. That's gay. That's homophobic." <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Oh, so good. Um, but, um, Sergei's like, oh, yeah, like, we expect you to say mm-hmm. that. And Lena's like, well, the king appointed me, um, mm-hmm. the leader of the second army. And he's like, well, you're not qualified. And she's like, well, it literally doesn't matter, the king said. And so then Sergei and the Grisha, who were at the little palace, kind of getting a little tiff with Fedzir mm-hmm. and the Grisha who came with him. They're like, oh, like, you're a traitor, blah, blah, blah. And then Zoya steps through the crowd. Zoya! She's kind of a bitch right now. Remember, we still don't like her. Um, no. She hasn't had our character growth yet. We'll get there. And so Zoya's like... Um, I mean, she has a little bit, but because it's from Alina's point of view, yeah. we can't see it yet. Yeah. She has had some character growth Not to this really. point. A little bit. Well, we haven't seen it because we don't know... And Alina's predisposed to thinking one way about her. Mm-hmm. She has grown from the last book a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but we don't know why. Exactly. And so... We will eventually. Yeah. Um, and so Zoya comes in and is like, well, well the Ethereology will follow the Sun Summoner. And then another Ethereology is like, you don't speak for us. And blah, 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 blah. And there's like back and forth and back and forth between all the different Grisha and different like branches of the Grisha. And they're saying, well, Alina's not strong enough to be um, mm-hmm. our leader. She's only known she's a Grisha for a year. Like, blah, blah, blah. Isn't she, wasn't she the Darklings like, like whore basically honestly um, and they just go back and forth and then Tamar and Toya get in on it and they're like well you're a Grisha um and to- to- Toya's like yeah I can stop your heart like wanna bet mm-hmm. I'll kick your ass um and they just literally Toya's basically like you wanna go pretty boy yeah and so like... he's like I in fact do not <laughs> um and it's literally almost three pages of them just going back and forth honestly and fighting. And then, um, all of a sudden, um, Alina gets fed up and she uses her hand and uses the cut and it's going towards Sergei, but at the last second she goes up, she like changes the path Mm -hmm. of the cut and goes up and it makes a hole in the ceiling. And so everyone's stunned. They are shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, and... Because this is something the Darkling would have done. Yes. Well, I don't think he would have done that. Because he would have killed Sergei. Yes. But um, her, she let her emotions get the better of her, and she was going to do something vindictive. Yeah. And once she realized it, she was, like, embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. But everyone was shocked, and um, she says... Oh, excuse me. I had a lot of beer tonight. Um, <laughs> she says, quote... It's so good. It was really good. Quote, I don't care if you think I'm a saint or a fool or the Darklings whore. Mm-hmm. If you want to remain at the little palace, you will follow me. And if you don't like it, you will be gone by tonight or I will have you in chains. I am a soldier. I am the sun summoner. And I'm the only chance you have. And she also says before that, quote, only I have faced him and lived to tell about it. 
Yeah. Because everybody else here either served under him and just didn't do anything mm-hmm. when he left or just full stop served under him. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who's gone toe to toe with him. So she's pulling rank here a little bit. And so they're like, ah, yeah, you're, you're kind of right about that. Um, and then so she just leaves the room, leaves the children to bigger. Honestly. Um, and she ends up in um, the war room, which if we remember, that's where she, mm-hmm. she and the Darkling were getting a little, little cozy. I'm a few lonely, baby. <laughs> Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. I was going to do it in a bigger voice, but I don't want to overload my mic because I do that song a lot, but it's usually like, I've been feeling lonely, baby. <laughs> like that. I do that I do that all the time. Oh, my gosh. Um, but that's, that's yeah, that's, that's what was going on. <laughs> um, and so she's in the war room, and Mal follows her in, and so do Tamar and Natalia, but they're the only ones who follow her in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a servant there who kind of is showing them around a little bit, um, and or where the... So they're in the war room, and it's very close to the Darkling's quarters. Um, and Alina is thinking, oh, everyone's going to leave. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. Um, but they don't have, she doesn't have a lot of hope based on what she just did and, like, the reactions to people hearing that she was a leader. Um, and so in the war room, there's a servant who comes in and, like, shows them the Darkling's quarters that was just down the hall. Um, and... The, of course, they still have, like, his symbol, which is the mm-hmm. sun and an eclipse, which is, like, that's so dramatic. That was, that like, a so big red dramatic. flag. It is, think? yes. Why? Pardon me. Why didn't he change that? Because he's dramatic. He and likes is. to be the center of attention. Because he's emo. Yes. Um. Oh, my gosh. Literally, in, like, a page I have my in my notes that, like, his uh, mm-hmm. his decor is just emo. He is like, emo. Like, teenage emo boy. And, you know, teenage me would have been all about that. <laughs> Adult me is not, not mad at it. <laughs> but. Um, and so they also show them where, a uh, show Lena and Mal and Tully and Tamar, the guards' chambers, um, so like mm-hmm. the uh, Darkling's guards, and there are like rows of bunk beds. And so it's clear that he had like a lot of guards. Um, but right now, Alina's guards consist of, consist of Tolia, Tamar, and Mal. Mm-hmm. And Mal's like, well, we could bring other ones on. Or no, um... Tamara's like, well, we can bring other ones on. And Mal says, well, I've thought about it, but we don't know who we can trust right now. And they kind of all agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tamar brings up, well, maybe some of the pilgrims who have, like, defected from the army, they can fight. And Alina's like, no, if the king hears anything soft to Alina, then yeah. they will be killed and so will I. Yep. So they're like, okay. Um, and uh, Alina kind of tells them, hey, can we have someone see what they can do by the roof? Um, and Tamar and Tolia laugh about it. And they're like, well, can't we leave it a little bit? She's like, no, we have to. I know. Everybody's kind of like being like, no, no, it's fine. That's cool that you did that. It was And, not. and she's the only one who's really grasping the severity of like, I almost killed somebody. And instead, I damaged this building. Yeah. That's not okay. And then Alina asks the servant um, to bring them food to the chamber. And she opens, once the servant leaves... She opens um, the door to the Darkling's chambers. And again, it's a hexagon. I just wrote my margin bees again. I wrote, why so many hexagons? I was busy thinking about bees. Um, and 
of course the darklings chambers are like dark and broody and it's like like if extreme makeover home edition like had the darkling he'd be like i just really love the color black oh my gosh i absolutely love hexagons i love black i'm a really big fan of eclipse hexagons because it has six sides just Just the color black in ebony just like the mark of the beast honestly i just really want it as dark as possible I want no natural light whatsoever. No natural light. Absolutely not. I need six not. corners in which to brood properly. Honestly, probably. <laughs> um, so that's basically what I have written. Dark and moody. Um, but, emo. But what are the sheets? Are they velvet? Are they silk? Probably silk. The people want to know. That would be nice. Like black silk sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never gotten like the proper thread count of sheets. And I think if I did, I'd never leave bed. You know what? I have... My sheets are from Costco, but they're, like, mm. the $15 set of sheets, but they're the best sheets I've ever had. See, I, we need new sheets. Freaking love. Okay, Ours you know what? I'll get you some if I go to Costco this weekend. I'll get you, you some. You don't need to do that. If you do, I'll pay you, though. Well, I don't know if I'm going to go to Costco, so that's, like, a big TBD. But okay. if I do, then I'll get If you, you do, some. let me know, and I'll, I'll Venmo you. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sheets delivered. So, while Alina is taking notice of the room, she realizes that it smells like him. Um, and she didn't had never realized that he had a scent before. Jordan is swoony over I here. am because every morning my husband gets up earlier than me for work, and every morning when he gets up, I turn over and I get onto his side of the bed because I like that side better. But I'm a nice spouse and I let him have that side. I also like my side fine, but I like whatever. And when I turn onto his side, it smells like his shampoo, and I'm like, uh, and I get to sleep for another thirty minutes. It's so lovely. It's really nice. I have my dog. <laughs> I mean, my dog is also there. He's usually mad at me, like, why are you moving? Yeah. Anyway, I'm alone. What's new? That sounds bad. I like my side of the bed. I just, if it's just me in the bed, then I like to be on his side of the bed. If it's both of us in bed, I like my side. So anyway, we're getting to a big part in the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Alina's noticing what it smells like. Um, and then she... What's the smell like? She is feeling... Um, the the scar in her shoulder <laughs> ouch my scar yeah it's feeling she's feeling pain in the scar in her shoulder and she closes her eyes and then opens them and the doors to the chamber are shut and she's like i don't when remember hearing them close, close. then she hears alina no, i just just alina but he's a british accent Ooh, that was kind of a british accent yeah. at the end um and the dark lena's there mm. and i would be like okay <laughs> 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 I'm a feel lonely, babe. <laughs> um, and so she puts her hands over her mouth to stop she's herself from like, screaming. He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. She's like, this can't be real. It's just and a he's like, my Alina. Which, like, <clears throat> I don't like that. <clears throat> I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well with, like, the possessive mind. I understand that. I just, I'm not a fan. I understand that. Um, and that's like, all I'll say about and that. She's <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this is not real. This is not real. This is not real. She's like, I'm not going to scream. This isn't real. It's fake. We're not real. And she closes her eyes and tries to, like, will herself to believe, like, when she opens them, he mm. won't be there. But she opens her this eyes and he's an still illusion. there. 
And she <sighs> keeps thinking that I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to scream. And she moves backwards and is like feeling the wall behind mm-hmm. her. So she's as far back as she can go. And then he reaches out and she's like, I'm not going to scream. He can't he touch can't me. T- it's just going to go right through me. It's like a ghost. And he touches <laughs> her cheek. He she says, feels it. You cannot run from me. As if you cannot run me. <laughs> as, as if you, you could fight, fight me off. off. Say what I am. Hot. <laughs> Say it out loud. Hot. <laughs> With his horrible bouffant wig and veneers. Um, Robert Pattinson's commentary of that is hilarious. So good. But anyway, uh, the Darkling doesn't say that. There. He does He does say, you cannot run from me. He whispered. Um, and his hand like brushes her cheek. And she is... She doesn't understand what's going on. And so we're she, fangirling because we're thinking of Ben Barnes. But the Darkling has not been not Barnes. Good, not good. And so she's like, there's nowhere safe for me. Mm-hmm. And so she throws out a burst of light and he disappears. And Tolia, Tamara, and Mal run in. They're like, we saw the light. What happened? And big mistake. Dumbass. She's like, I have nothing. It was just so dark. It was so dark. It was so dark. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> The Darkling. And he, okay, m- credit to Mel. He's like, you're sh- you're not okay. I can yeah. tell you're not okay. But she doesn't say anything. And she, because this is the second time he asked. Because after she saw the Darkling on the fold, he asked. He's like, you're not okay. Like, something else is bothering you. And um, he can tell something can is tell. wrong. He knows that there's something else. But he knows that he's not going to tell her. And, mm-hmm. like, I under I understand why he's upset because he's like, I know something's wrong. She knows I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's not telling me. And, and he's so not going to push her. Obviously, she's trying to keep something from me. Yeah. So, like, I get that. Um, and That's so they, they leave. Um, he Mal just kind of leaves shaking his head. And she is kind of thinking, I tell why can't him, like, I, I tell can, him? I can tell him, like, this is, I need to tell him. I want to tell him. He's just a few feet away. Like, let me just call out to him. She has I this. Can do it. Yes. And she does it. She and has this tonic immobility of like, like she's she just. Stuck. She's terrified. She's petrified. She just can't do it. She's petrified. Like in Harry Potter, when they're petrified and they can't move, that's pretty much yes. what's happening. Yes. Right Literally, now. I was about to say, I can touch you. <laughs> and he's like, ah. <laughs> that's her just now. And so that is the end of chapter 13, and we're on to chapter 14. And so the next day, beep, 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 beep. Alina wakes up to the sound of people arguing outside her door. And she's like, where am I? What is happening? And she's like, oh, I'm in the Darkling's chambers. Oh, I slept in his room. That's kind of weird. Um, but, okay, let me just mm-hmm. go see what's going on outside. And so she hears, she goes outside, She as she's walking up, she hears Sergei's voice, she hears Tolia's voice, and she's like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And Sergey is like, um, well, um, he sees the letter that she had written, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's like, this is unacceptable. And so we learn that the letter recommended, or on Alina's orders, the letter told each Grisha order to elect two representatives to attend a meeting for a war council. Um, and... Sergei's like, this is unacceptable. The Corporalki are the highest ranked, so we deserve more. And Zoya is there, and she's like, well, we're the Ethereal-ki, and like, we're mm-hmm. just as important as you. No Materialki are there, because they. this is the first time they've ever been included in anything. They're there, but they're not complaining. Yeah. yeah. No, they're not there. No, they are. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, no. Yeah. I noted that the Materialki hadn't shown up to complain. Yeah. So they were good. Oh, well, they aren't there. 
But they're going to be at the yes. war council. Uh, yeah. Because this is, like, the first time. These are people, like, it. banging down her doors, like, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, we're pissed. And Tamar and Talia were like, y'all got to chill. I love Tamar um, and Talia. I know. And Alina, they keep trying to argue. And Alina's like, no, no, no. Two from each order. No more. No less. She's like, we're not about to Figure gerrymander this war council. Yeah. And Sergey's like, but, but, but. She's like, shut up. And they're like, well, this is tradition. This is the way it's always been done, like, for hundreds of years. And she's like, the Darkling has changed. He's different. And the only way mm-hmm. we're going to defeat him is if we change in a death. Mm-hmm. So this society, this hierarchy that the Darkling himself has put in place for hundreds of mm-hmm. years, if we don't change it, we're not going to We're gonna not going to win. And they're like, but, but, but. She's like, shut up. Listen to me. Um... Like, but it's always been this way. It's tradition. Even Zoya's kind of like, well, it is tradition, but like we won't bat our eyes to two people at the table. Um, and so they start fighting amongst themselves. And Alina goes over because a, a servant mm-hmm. had brought her like a tray of breakfast. And as they're arguing, she like sets um, a tray <laughs> down like hard and mm-hmm. it clangs. And she's like, this is what's happening. We're not having mm-hmm. the hierarchy. And we're also not having any more herring. And some people open their mouth to argue. And she's like, go. I'm hungry. It is mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. I would like some tea. Go. Get out of here. <laughs> and as they leave, Nikolai comes um, in the doorway. He's like, oh, good job. Um, so he had, like, been listening to her. And, mm-hmm. like, is honestly saying good job. Like, you're... He's you're, being serious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's being sincere in that, um, what is it called? Compliment. Yeah. Um, and so then she gets a cup of tea and he eats her herring. Because she was like, I don't want any more herring. And, um, they, uh, have a little, like, conversation. Just lighthearted conversation. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, <laughs> um, Nikolai says something, and Alina mm-hmm. laughs at what he says. But as she laughs, Mal opens the door and comes in. He's like, "Well, I didn't know Prince Perfect was gonna oh be here." Oh my gosh! And Nikolai's well. Nikolai's like, "Well, you know what? That's a really good nickname for me." He's like, "Of all the nicknames I've had, that might be the most accurate." Uh, and Mal's like, "Well, I didn't know you were awake to Alina." She's like, mm-hmm. "Come on, like y'all gotta." <laughs> Y'all gotta chill out. Um, <laughs> Honestly. And Nikolai's like, well, um, I'm coming to invite Mal to something. And Mal's like, well, is it a ball? I hope it's a ball. He's like, actually, I want to invite you on a hunt. Um, I know that you're a really mm-hmm. good tracker. And this is for, like, all the higher-ups um, in in the monarchy and things like that. Um, and Mal's like, well, I don't know. Um, like... I'm, if I go off and you're going to stay here and, like, looks at Alina and he's mm-hmm. talking to Nikolai. So he's like, well, you want me to go off by myself with a whole bunch of people while you and Alina are here. And Nikolai tells him, quote, you know, for two people with a love eternal, you're awfully insecure. And we were Say talking it louder. We were talking about this at Trivia. We're like, these yes. two people are supposed to be so in love. So in love. And they're both like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what true love makes? trust if you can't trust somebody it's not true love and like that's of course they have trust issues they have problems you should not be with someone you can't trust and they can trust each other so he needs to get over it Mm 
Nicola um, is calling them out and for good. And reason. they just kind of ignore it. Um, and Mal's like, well, I thought I was supposed to be guarding Alina. That's my job. And he's like, literally, Tolia and Tamar can handle it. Like, come on. He's like, Tolia is like four of you. Yeah. And then Nikolai tells him, like, hey, the people on this hunt are very important. He's giving him like a like a networking opportunity. Yeah. He's like, if you can win, he's like, you won over the people on my ship. If you can win over these people, it's going to make life for Alina a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. It's strategic. I guess I have to go. Because, uh, again, he's a little baby bag bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, can't do anything for himself. Uh, and um, so he's like, oh. Um, well, Nikolai also, Nikolai also tells them, like, hey, um, a lot of First Army are defecting to join the cult mm-hmm. of the Sun Summoner. Um, so, like, we really, we need all the help we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, this is bad. And then, oh my gosh, uh, Nikolai is pushing the boundaries a little bit and tells Mal, like, hey, yeah. he, he gives him the facts, but then is like, this is how you can be of use, like, be a good boy and go. Mm-hmm. He and, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, and Alina's like, son of a bitch, like, come on, Every man. time he almost has Mal doing something that he wants of his own accord, it's like he can't help but needle him a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Mal leaves, and Alina's like, why would you do that? Like, why do you right. have to do... Why so do you unnecessary. To, why do you have to push his buttons? And Nikolai's like, oh, did I really? And she's like... Don't play stupid. She's like, Nikolai, if you do that, you're going to lose him, and if you lose him, you lose me. Yep. And he's like, I understand, but he needs to learn the rules. And, like, unfortunately, it is a, mon- a monarchy, and there is a hierarchy, and you need to learn how to play play the game. Yeah. you got to know how to play the game to change the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she says that Alina tells Nikolai that he sounds like the Darkling, which I did not like. And he's like, really? He's like, are you kidding? He's like, I'm not trying to kill you and I'm not trying to, or I'm not trying to torture you and I'm not trying to kill Mal. So if you have a difficult time telling the difference, that's a big Mm -hmm. thing. And she's like, well, um, if it got closer to what you want, if, if it meant you got the throne and to save Ravka, would you give me up? Like, would you sell me out? Mm-hmm. And Nikolai kind of, like, has a realization, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because he would do anything for Ravka, but he's a good person. So he's having, like, a dissonance he's of... like, I'm not sure what I'd do, actually. Of what would I give up if it meant saving Ravka. Um, and so... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're both kind of defeated, like, contemplating this realization. Mm-hmm. And... Nikolai tells him, this is where the quote from, from the episode comes from, mm-hmm. quote, I'm ambitious, Alina. I'm driven. But I hope, I hope I still know the difference between right and wrong. Because he really is trying to do right. He's trying to be the best leader and to do good for the country and for the people, not himself. And here's the thing. You know, a couple millennia ago, that might have been the Darkling. Yeah. But the difference in Nikolai is, is his mortality. Yes. You know? Ambition with eternity, it's not good. Ambition with eternity breeds um, uh, narcissism. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway. It's not good. Yeah, not great. Um, and so... Uh, uh, Mal 
or sorry, Nikolai tells Alina that he did promise her freedom. So if she and Mal change their mind, like he'll have them on a ship and they can leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves and she's kind of thinking like, oh gosh, like what am I going to do? Um, how am I going to do this? And then before she does anything, she's like, okay, you know, what? I have something to do first. Mm-hmm. And then we jump ahead and um, she's like getting ready in her blue kefta and we find that she's going to go see Bagra. She has not seen Bagra since she left. And Bagra's still there. And no one has really seen her. And so Alina leaves a little palace and she found out as much about Bagra as what had... She found out as much of what happened to Bagra as she could, but no one really gave her a straight answer. And so she goes mm-hmm. down to Bagra's hut um, and uh, it looks the same. She she knocks, mm-hmm. no one answered. And so she opened the door and was there's a lot of heat. And there's a servant in there and was like, no visitors. And she's like, um, who told you that? But at the sound of her voice, Bagra recognizes it and is like, no, you leave. To the boy, to the servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Alina makes her way over there. And Bagra's like, well, I wondered when you were going to show up. Like, yeah, to deign to visit me, basically. But calls her little saint, which like derogatory. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alina's like, that is the one thing I did not want to hear her call me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she like starts to go closer to her because Bagger called her towards her. Um, mm. And Alina's like, oh, I heard you got sick after I left. And she doesn't really answer. And she says, what did I, Alina asked Bagra, what did he do to you? Um, and Bagger tells her, quote, less than he might have, more than he should. So mm-hmm. he, his own mom. Yeah, this is his mother. Um, he, like, tortured her. <laughs> and uh, Bagger tells her, she's like, you were supposed to hide. Like, I got you out of here. And she's like, I tried. And Bagger's like, bitch, you did not try. Right. Like, you went to find the stag. Um, and calls her closer. And uh, is, like, feeling for, um, re- like, reaching for has her hands are reaching towards alina to feel the collar um but as she's reaching towards her alina gasps because she sees bagra for the first time Mm -hmm. and where bagra's eyes should be are just too empty just darkness so the darkling kept as a punishment kept bagra completely in the dark and took her took her eyes took Um, her eyes it's really sad um but it also makes me think of this awful TikTok audio of Winnie the Pooh, where he goes, "They took my f-ing eyes." Oh my god! It's really awful. I can't believe you haven't seen that. I can't believe that um, either because our TikToks are very similar. We have very similar for you pages, but it's it's really really sad. Like he literally deprived her of sight. Like yeah, like it's not the same as just plucking somebody's eyes out. Like she's eternally in darkness. Yeah, uh, and. He stole her vitality, too, yeah. kind of, with this. And, yeah, because Alina does know that she looks a lot older. Like, she's grain. She has wrinkles. Like, her... She just doesn't look as sharp as she used to. Um, and so, Bagra tells Alina to show her. Uh-huh. And so, Alina puts Bagra's hand, like, over the collar, and she's feeling it. And Bagra kind of wishes that she could have seen the stag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, before she, like, does anything else, Alina grabs her wrist and puts her hand to the fetter from the Nuselia and mm-hmm. Bagra is kind of hesitant at first and Alina's like no you have to do this and she puts her hand on the second amplifier and Bagra's like no there's no way and 
um, Bagro whispers Roselia, um, mm -hmm. what have you done? Like, yeah. why would you do this? Like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And Alina's like, so you know about the other amplifiers. Like, you know. Uh, and then Bagra asks her, is it true that the Darkling, like, what you can do with Shadow and the Nichevoya? Mm -hmm. And Alina tells her yes. And so Bagra's kind of defeated at that point. She tells Alina to get out, and Alina tells Bagra, she's like, no, I need your help. Like, what do you know about the amplifiers? What do you mm -hmm. know about Morozova? Like, you can help me, like, blah, blah, blah. And Bagra's like, get out. Um, she's like, I'm not having this conversation with you. Yeah, she's like, I helped you once, and look what it got me. I can't, I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And Alina's like, you can still help him. Like, there's still good in him, blah, blah, blah. And Bagra's like, no. There's nothing I can do. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it's not great. Alina, or Bagra tells Alina that, um, this power, this hunger for power is going to consume her and she's going to become just like the Darkling. Yep. Uh, and that there's nothing she can do to make her help. And Alina's like, well, I can take away your hut. I can take away this, which was a low blow. Mm-hmm. And she instantly regrets it. Uh, but, uh. Uh, Bagra tells her, like, no Grisha was meant to have this much power. I've mm -hmm. warned you of that. And uh, you know what? You should just forget the Firebird because this is too much. You should not have this much power. Yeah, she's like, this alone is, like, heresy. Yeah. And uh, so she leaves the hut um, crying because she didn't get what she thought she was going to. And uh, she goes to – she goes by the lake and she is – um, under, like, one of the pavilions where the summoners are able to use their powers without really repercussions of damaging anything. Yeah. Um, and she's just kind of watching um, and looking at her Kefta, trying not to cry, mm -hmm. wondering why she did that. Like, why would she threaten Bagra like that? Um, and she also has the, the copy of the book with her. Um, and mm -hmm. she's just kind of thinking, like, what, what can I do? And then while she's contemplating life, um, the Honestly. bell of the school rang and a whole bunch of Grisha kids come out from their classrooms. Um, and Nina's probably there. Honestly, Nina's probably uh, one of those kids. She's probably learning fear and Nina's like, Matthias. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine like teenage, like they're probably like 12 at this like point. Middle so like middle schoolers, five, yeah. yeah. So like 12, 13 year old Nina and 12, uh, 13 year old Matthias. 12, 13 year old Nina being like, I'm going to kill the Fjordan king. <laughs> yeah, and Matthias like, I'm going to kill the Grisha. I'm going to kill all the Grisha. Uh, and then Kaz is like, give me your money. <laughs> yeah, Kaz is like already running blackmail yeah, schemes literally. at this point. Um, and uh, so she notes that the Grisha schools, like they kept going with everything that had happened. Um, but she also thinks like, if we're going to continue this, I'm going to have to evacuate the school because I'm not going to let anything happen to those kids. Mm -hmm. And she kind of like gets herself together. Um, and, uh, isn't sure what, um, is, is bothering her more, mm -hmm. um, the fact that Bagra didn't want to help her or how broken Bagra seemed, like how sad she was. Yeah. It was like her spirit was broken. She's just not the proud woman mm -hmm. that she remembered. Um, and she, Alina realizes that this is my fault because I, I failed her. I wrote rip, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, sad. though. And that is the end of chapter 14. And then we are on to chapter 15. Um, and it's 
Also, excuse my voice. It's, like, getting more hoarse. We're both, like, I think our DayQuil that we took earlier is wearing off yeah. a little bit. I don't want to take NyQuil, though. I've taken NyQuil the past few nights, and I've, like, knocked out and woken up in the morning. I'm, like, I'm exhausted. I'm probably going to take NyQuil tonight and just sleep. Um, I would probably recommend not because you had three glasses of very strong alcohol. It wasn't very strong. Jordan, that is the strongest beer I have ever had. It's, it's like, 7%. Jordan, I had three glasses of beer, and I was drunk. I'm a light, a lightweight. I'm not. <laughs> I am though. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. You know my husband. He probably will not. He'll yeah, probably. I'm gonna tell him. He'll probably use his veto powers on yeah. that one. Anyway, chapter fifteen. We each get a veto sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna insert myself in this and say no. <laughs> you're, you're using your veto. I'm using my veto. Um, and so anyway, chapter fifteen. Um, Alina notes that she does love the war room and even though with its name mm-hmm. and like the negative connotation that it has she does love it because it reminds her of being a map maker mm-hmm. um, and uh, that um, Tully and Tamar are outside um, and they're actually so in the war room they're having this meeting with all the the Grish, uh, the two members of each mm-hmm. Grifa, ugh, Grifa of each Grisha faction order yeah um and so mal is in there totally and tomorrow are outside um and mal is sitting just to alina's right mm-hmm. and sergey is next to him and then next to elite on the left side of alina is a material key and everyone mm-hmm. was shocked that that was a thing because that's like the mm-hmm. left hand side is like reserved for the best person excuse me or whatever mm-hmm. um and so uh she notes that sergey is upset that he's sitting sitting next to Mal because Mal is just an um, Otkatsia Otkatsia mm-hmm. Otkatsia Otkatsia mm-hmm. Oh my gosh I have really bad hiccups I'm sorry Hold on You good? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it Oh no It's like if you swallow so many times and hold your oh. breath. But that's not working. I'm so, sorry. Never mind. Um, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. You are fine. We're almost done. We're so close. Uh, oh gosh, dude. <laughs> um, oh, come on. <laughs> oh no. Um. And so, anyway, Sergey is sitting next to Val, and Val sitting next to Alina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's really happy about what's happening. David is there. Uh. So, for the material key, it's David, the best fabricator, who clearly still feels a little guilt about putting the collar on Alina because mm-hmm. he won't really look her in the eye. And then uh, there's a, a Suli girl named Paja. Or mm-hmm. Paja? Paja? I think Paja. Pa- Paja. Um, and uh, then we have Sergey and Pavel. And uh, who? Pavel. Pavel. Nun Fernie. No, that's uh. Mm. So we have Sergey mm-hmm. and Fedir for that's the Corporal right. key, and then Zoya. And Zoya and Pavel. Zoya and Pavel for the um, Ethereal key. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, during the meeting, they discuss like the different out. Posts um, where some Grisha might be hiding. Um, 
mm-hmm. and what they suggested to get the Grisha back. So Zoya had suggested a pardon to them, and uh, um, Alina knew that she would have to get the king's approval, but they eventually agreed on, quote, loyalty to the Ravkin throne, and the second army mm-hmm. um, would guarantee the Grisha who ran a pardon. Mm-hmm. And Alina notes that no one was really happy with it, so she knew that it was the correct That is probably decision. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then they all, Fedgir brings up the issue of the apparat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to like stop oh, this. Oh no. Therapy. You're so fine. Um, and uh, he's like, he's been avoiding being captured for a long time. Like, has he tried to contact you? <sighs> And Alina says no. No. Uh, and they say, like, he's been spotted in these places. And he just, like, shows up out of nowhere and gives a speech and then goes back into hiding. Mm. Disgusting. And they know that he's growing too powerful and they might want to consider assassination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. We're just going to kill him. Um, and then they realize, well, we're going to have to find him first. Like, that's yeah. really hard to do. Uh, and uh, then Zoe's like, well, you know what? Like, people are starting to to respect Grisha. Like, it's better than being called a witch. Mm-hmm. And someone, um, who is it? Uh, Pavel says, they're not respecting the Grisha. They're respecting her. Mm-hmm. Her being Alina. Um, and uh, they are kind of starting to argue again. And Alina is just agog at the just blatant. Blatant yes. violence that they are suggesting. Just that they're, yes. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then um, they, uh, where are we? Do-do-do. Uh, and uh, Alina's thinking, well, if they did catch him, like, I just hope that they kept him alive long enough for questioning because, like, I need mm-hmm. answers that he has. Um, and uh, Zoya asks Alina, like, do you really think that he believes that you're a saint? risen from the dead she's like i don't think it makes a difference they're like well we need to know just how crazy he is mm-hmm. um and uh while they're talking like and mal speaks up a little bit yeah i actually like what he says here so he says quote i'd rather fight a traitor than a zealot which is true and that's true because a zealot has way more to fight for yeah uh, and Mal is like, well, I might have some contacts that I can reach out to to see what's happening. And um, while he's talking, Alina looks at Zoya and is like, oh, well, Zoya's just staring at Mal. And she's so pretty. And she must, the entire time she's been looking at him. Mm-hmm. But Mal is looking away too deliberately. Like, he's in- intentionally yeah, avoiding like if you if you weren't trying to, like, avoid somebody you'd probably like naturally look at them a little bit on accident a couple times he hasn't looked at her once uh-huh. which is like deliberate and Alina, alina's like okay well maybe she, i'm just thinking about this too much i got nah she clocked that she Zoya. fully clocked that which like yeah probably we'll we'll find out later that's a mystery tool that'll come in handy later uh-huh. and uh, so alina's just, like trying to figure out what exactly is happening what they should do and she looks at at the table and says quote you need to know what we're up against. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she told them everything she knew about the Nichevoya, like what they looked like, um, how mm-hmm. hard they were to take down, um, and that unlike the Volcra, they don't necessarily just disappear with sunlight. Mm-hmm. And Pod is like, well, you escaped, so 
they have to be able to die. And Alina tells them, like, my power can destroy them, but, um... It takes a lot. It it takes a lot, and my power is pretty much the only thing that they can't come back from. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to do the cut, and I don't know how many I can do at once. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... uh, And they also need to be close. Um, No. So, because the dark... Darklings range is only so far, so they need to be close. And Fell's like, well, how close? Um, and they figure out, well, maybe a mile or two um, is as far as they can go. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, so there is some limit to the Darklings' power. They can agree on that, which is that's a good thing. Um, and uh, that he also has to, the Darkling will have to enter Ravka to use his powers. Because they're like in the middle of Ravka. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, okay, this is good. Uh, and then uh, they realize uh, Alina tells them like he can't summon the Nichevoya, of Nichevoya the way he does darkness. And mm-hmm. David tells them that's because it's Merzost. Um, <laughs> and this Merzost is not the small science that Grisha powers are usually mm-hmm. t- tied to. Merzost was a, a quote a corruption of the making at the heart of the world. So like the fold mm-hmm. was Merzost. Um, it's. Uh, it's like magic. a different type of yeah, a different type of power. I just wrote in the margin. I got the Merzost in me. Yeah, except like not that. But happy. really bad. Like yeah, bad. it it's like a corruption of the original creation spark. Yeah, it's bad. not good. And uh, so I was like, well, how does he do it? Has anyone ever done it before? No one knows how to fight this power. Mm-hmm. This is going to be funny listening back to and like just hearing my voice just go I know. off the By rails. By the end we're going to be like, remember to like and subscribe and happy heisting. I feel like Yetta. <laughs> I've been watch, watching The Nanny on HBO Max. It's oh really my good. gosh. So good. I uh, love The Nanny. And uh, so uh, they're trying to figure out like the defense system of the little palace just in mm-hmm. case it was able to. And Zoya asked about other Grisha. Um, and David finally looked at Adelina. Mm-hmm. Um, but more more at the collar that he had put onto, yeah. onto her neck. Because he does he's, feel he's guilt. He's a good guilt. person. And yep. he, he was a pawn in this. Um, and she's like, well, Alina's thinking, well, what does he know about Morozova? Uh, but she also wanted to answer to Zoya's question. And so they are bringing up important points during this meeting. Yep. It is important. Um and Alina wanted to try to talk to David um, by himself after the meeting, but he, like, ran out the door. Was yeah. was like, bye. He's very quickly like, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, oh, and so Alina spends pretty much the rest of the afternoon trying to get he, getting the pardons ready for Grisha um, and signing documents, being, being a diplomat, being a mm-hmm. leader. Um, and uh, It's not easy. It's not. Um, and... She is also, um, let me see where, oh my gosh, my freaking hiccups. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, uh, she knows that Sergey had um, kind of tried to take over some of what the dark Darkling had done, not in power, but just to keep the Just to keep the lights on, low. honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and she's like, everything is so difficult. Like, it's really confusing. This is the first time she's having to do this. And, uh. Uh, the first time she has dinner, she was late, um, and she goes to the hall where she had broken the ceiling, Mm -hmm. but she knows that it's important to make an appearance, uh, and she also wanted to make 
sure that um, all of the Grisha were intermingling, mm-hmm. um, not just sitting with their order. And so, so she really wanted to go to make sure that. And um, Alina sat at the Darklings table, mm-hmm. um, but just to sit with any Grisha um, who she didn't know and uh, um, just to kind of give them a hick. Hey, it doesn't really matter where you sit. Um, yeah. But she also... Pick a seat, not a side. God. <laughs> um, but she also notes that, like, she's not as, as easy to get get along with as Mal or Nikolai are. Yeah. Um, and so it's a little bit difficult, and it was awkward. Um, and that the other tables are uh, are mixing, yeah. but it's, uh, it's, it's not comfy. awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And Alina counts for that there are forty or fifty max Grisha um, mm-hmm. there, and where she was last time when like the dark thing was power, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so jump forward. Mal did agree to join the hunting party that Nikolai had um, scheduled, and uh, she was like, "Oh my!" Alina kind of realized, like, "Oh my gosh." Like, there's no privacy here. Mm-hmm. We got nothing. Talia and Tamar are always here. Mm-hmm. And there's always servants here. And I cannot get any alone time with my man. <laughs> Whatever. True. Um, and uh, the night before the, <laughs> the hunt left, Alina lied in bed in the Darkling's bed. She lied awake, just remembering the way Mal had kissed her. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Um, <laughs> And she, like, even thought about going to, like, get him, but she wasn't sure, like, who was on duty, and she didn't want to, like, go knock on the door and have Tamar answer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would be really embarrassing. Um, And so she goes up to where the hunt is getting ready to leave, and she finds Mal, like, getting his saddle ready. Um, And she's like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. Like, there's so many people. What a spectacle um, for just, like, a hunt and... Mal is like, <sighs> he's like, yeah, whatever. But he's like, secretly kind of pleased. Like, he's actually happy to be getting out, getting some fresh yeah. air, doing stuff he likes to do. Um, and uh, Mal's like, okay, like the horn sounds. He's like, well, we kind of gotta go. And Alina's like looking around at everyone else, their fancy uniform. She's like, oh, maybe I should have put you guys in a little something a little more fancy. Um, and he gives, gives, like, kind of gives a a fun answer back. Yeah, they, like, banter a little bit. Banter, proper banter. I'm proper chuffed, (laughs) isn't it? Uh, and, uh, again, a little more banter, and then another tracker who's there is like, all right, Mal, like, we gotta go. And then Alina's felt awkward about, like, standing there. She's like, oh, have fun. (laughs) Um, like, don't, don't shoot anyone. He's like, wait. Don't shoot anyone. Like, like uh-huh, oh you're very gosh. funny. But before he leaves, he like smiles and bows and says more so than ye. And uh, Alina's like, uh. she has complicated <laughs> feelings about it. Um, so that's awkward. Um, and then Tamara's like waiting for her when she gets back. And Tamara's like, girl, don't worry. Like he'll be back soon. Right. Tamara, the real wing woman. Honestly. Uh, and she's like. Help me back. Like, get over yourself. Like, you are a strong, independent woman who don't need She's no like, man. She's like, you're fine. Don't just stay up waiting for him. Yeah. And uh, Alina tells Tamara about how she was as a child. Um, tells her a story. And Alina, 
Tamara says, you were, you're kind of weird. She's like, yeah, I got She's no like, idea. you weirdo, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they, uh, Tamar and Alina meet with Botkin, um, the fighting instructor who was great. Oh, we miss Botkin. Um, and Botkin and Tamar get along. Immediately hit it off. He's like, oh my gosh, she's great. And he's like, like, where have you been all yeah. my life? And Tamar's like, oh my gosh, you're great. It's, yes. it's a fantastic partnership. Yes. Um, and, uh, do. Um, and Alina's just kind of going, kind of going through the motions. Yeah, while going Mala's from gone. meeting to mm-hmm. fighting, like just preparing everything. Um, and then uh, she, let me see, do do do. Um, she does have to get like, if if someone asks something of her, she has to do it. So she gives more description of the Nichevoya, um, mm-hmm. and of like the king's advisors and things like that. Um, and then they're walking back. She and Nikolai are walking back to the little palace, and he's like, "Ah, oh, they'll fake. Like, it's okay. You're doing great." Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then they're walking, and Nikolai's like, "Hey, walk with me down to the lake." Um, and she's like, "Ah." Oh. She's like, "You're not gonna propose, are you?" And he's like, "I promise, I won't, <laughs> unless." Unless. <laughs> he's like, "No, I just want to show you something." Mm-hmm. And Alina's. Uh, blushes and Nikolai like smiles. I'm really excited for this in season two. Um, See, it's like, oh, she's such a standard protagonist. Every man that she meets falls in love with her, but then we get to see them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so nice for us. Yeah. And um, she blushes, and Nikolai is like, you should see if a corporal can do something about that blushing. And just keeps going. Uh, which, like, Normally, if that happened in real life, I'd be like, oh my gosh, See, like, what an ass. No, that really happened. Like, the inverse of this happened to me in real life in college. Some guy said something nice to me, and I was like, oh, thanks. And he was like, you're supposed to be blushing. And I was like, I Shut guess it takes up. more than that. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. No. Uh, but, but in like, this book, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Nikolai, Nikolai, you card. Oh my gosh. Um. And so he, she, like, follows him, mm-hmm. uh, and he points to a certain spot and is like, well, I want to build a pier there so I can rebuild the hummingbird, because remember, it crashed and broke. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you just have to keep She's going. She's like, you really, like, you? just, your something's just not still in you. Yeah. He's like, I have to keep moving. We have to do better. We have to defeat the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can't defeat him... We need to get you out because you are the only hope we have yeah, of, of saving Ravka. Um, and she's like, "What? I'm not going to leave this. Um, and he's like, oh, I knew you'd say that. When a few chapters ago, she was ready to She was literally a political refugee, but go off, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'll go down fighting, um, but uh, I don't want my parents left. Um, yeah. Their fate left up to the Darkling. He's trying so. to be a good son. Yeah, so he's like, if we have to get out, you and my parents will get out. And some squalors, so mm-hmm. they can get the hummingbird going. Yep. Um, and he's he's really thinking of everything. Yeah. Which is he, sad. And He's, he's like, planning for every eventuality. Yeah, and he, he tells them, like, or Alina tells him, I'm not going to force someone, but I'll ask for volunteers. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to tell them what it's for. Because she's learned from what the Darkling did to Jinya. Yeah. She's like, all of this will be volunteer, voluntary service, but I will ask around. Mm-hmm. 
And Alina's like, also, we need to save room for Bakra because um, she doesn't, ah. she doesn't need to face him again. And he's like, okay, so sweet. But then he tells that her, sweet he's her. like, I, I really, Alina, I really think we can win. I think we can do this. And she doesn't say anything. She just isn't is thinking. Well, at least someone does. Yeah. Which Oof. he just took her onto at night. Took her to the lake and was like, "I'm gonna build a pier so I can build a boat so That's you cool. can get out safely." And he's like, "I can no win. Like we can time. win. We can do this. I believe in you so much that we can win." And she's like, "I don't." She's like, "We gonna die." <laughs> I will say, like, of the trilogies and, like, multiple book series I've read, Siege and Storm is, like, the consummate second book. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like, exactly because within every book you need your exposition, your rising action, your climax, your falling action. That's just literature. But then really? if you're doing... I know. I know you don't know. <laughs> of course you know. Please. Like, that's rude. No, that was sarcasm. <laughs> of course I know you know. But when you're writing multiple books, you need that same thing lived out through the books. So that's why, like, you know, Shadow and Bonus, mostly expositionary. Fuge and Storm has some exposition, and then it's also starting to build to this grander climax. There's going to be a climax in Siege and Storm, but it's building to an even larger one in Ruin and Rising. And I feel like some, a lot of second books fall really flat they're re- boring but siege and storm siege and storm is not boring i think siege and storm was my favorite out of the shadow and bone trilogy it was really good i remember i read it really fast yeah i uh i just think the introduction of the characters is so good and so necessary yes um and it it makes it it gives lena more than just like one dimensional saviorism yes. She um, has more agency in this book, yeah, for sure. So definitely, um, I really like this one. I know we were like complaining about it. If y'all couldn't I tell, know. we were in a silly, goofy mood the entire time. But the first half we were in a silly, goofy, hangry mood, and the second half we were in a silly, goofy, drunky mood. Yes. Um. So only drink if you're over twenty one. Um. And we're way over twenty one. Um. And uh, But I we both. I think this was my favorite, and I really enjoyed it. I did also really like it. It might have been my favorite in the, the Alina's trilogy, too. Yeah, I think it was... It's really good. Um, and, you know, I think there's this common, especially in today's culture, of, like, you can't like something and think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Part of liking something is acknowledging that it's not perfect. Absolutely. You know? Um, and so that's really how we feel about this. Um, but, anyway, thank you all for sticking with us. Sorry that we are a little behind on posting and things like that. Life is hard. It gets in the way. And this one should be out on time. Yes. Um, but thank Not you guys wait. so much for joining. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at twomournerspod at gmail.com, two spelled out, T-W-O, or you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram. at twomournerspod as well. Um, if y'all would like to DM us there, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anytime we get to, well, we would just love to hear from anyone because we yeah, have any type yet. of engagement is great. Yeah. So, um, but uh, hopefully y'all have stuck with us. Again, apologies for our delays. I'm sorry for my voice. Sorry for the silly, goofy. Well, I'm not sorry for that. I That's don't apologize for that. We're hilarious. I do apologize that it's been a little late. Yeah. But we're doing our best. Yeah. We're trying, man. Um. <laughs> oh, God, do I try. <laughs> so, anyway, as always. Happy heisting!